my baby girl a message yes, saying I won't be coming home. I'd rather be alone. Has anybody checked on him lately? She doesn't fully understand me because I'd rather leave than to cheat. Just give me some time. I can be the man she needs. There's a lot of lust inside of me. And we've been together since our teenage years. I really don't mean to hurt her, but I need some time to be alone. I don't know where the hell he is. But when you <laughs> love someone, you, you just, just don't, don't treat them bad. Oh, how, oh, I, how so I feel sad. so sad. Now that I want to leave. She's crying out hard to me. I'd slap the shit out of a nigga. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just really, somebody ride past Donald Jones, Donnell Jones' house and make sure he's doing okay. If his hat is... Sweet little ditty, He's like, if the hat is on the door, you know not to knock. <laughs> boy, boy, bye. Because that nigga would not be seen. That's the original papoose. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. And we are back to talk about the scam that is adulting. The good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, hmm. and the tax liabilities <laughs> of being a real live adult. In the year of our Lord, 2019, bruh, it costs money to be an adult these days, huh? Big bucks. The government wants her things, okay? Oh I got God. to send her some money. We don't, she but, and I, she and I don't, we don't see eye to eye. Ooh, cheese and rice. All right. The government well, is a nigga. Go, huh? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I am doing okay, yet alive in the land of the living. We're great, grateful and glad about it. Uh, I am, you know, working, still on travel. You are. Um, in these woods, uh, <laughs> hopefully making a difference and <laughs> uh, helping, you know, institutional leaders to understand the ways in which they are complicit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yes. maintaining systems and structures of inequity in our educational systems. You're doing the work. Um, I'm trying. Um, I don't I actually, you know what? We talked about negative self-talk sure last week, so I'm going to stop right there. Um, I am I am doing my best. Mm. I'm having some challenges, but I'm grateful to be doing the best that I can in this moment. How are you doing? Oh, you better chickity chickity check yourself, sis. I'm proud. <laughs> oh gosh, this show. <laughs> I love it. I'm cool. I'm um I'm uh getting adjusted to this self-employment life. Um Oh yeah, oh yeah. I keep changing up the making sure I don't say unemployment. It's self-employment. Mm. Uh so, you know, just really like it's a lot of organizing and a lot of you know, making sure all your stuff is legit. I think I said it before, you know, I used to have me a HR department and a this and a that, but now I'm all of those things. And um, while it's a bit overwhelming, it's a good thing. It's just making sure that I do things properly and set myself up for success. So 
Show you right. I can't complain about it, but it's summertime and I'm trying to enjoy the three and a half weeks that we have of it. Hmm. Hopefully I'll get around to it before it's all over. I know, sis. I was like, I was about to ask. <laughs> I FaceTime Kia and I was like, are you back? Oh, and then I saw the room and I was like, oh, you're not. No. You're s- no. Sorry, sis. Oh, shout out no. to everybody. Um, we, we opened up two more nights for Philly and Chicago. Um. Mm-hmm. We opened up a couple more tickets actually for Philly because Philly sold out, but we have a few, literally just a few more tickets available and open. So uh, get those if you can for the first weekend of August. Dopest dinner party Saturday. I think it's the third and the fourth or is the yeah, the third and the fourth. And then the 17th and the 18th, we will be in Chicago. And I'm super excited about that. So shout out to everybody. And thank you so much for everybody who uh, bought tickets and Thank you to everybody who expressed interest. And I'm sorry that we can't open up no more tickets, but that just means we got to come back. Yes, it does. I mean, go on and get your food, eat your things. You won't be sorry at the dopest dinner party. You heard it here first. Well, we got we got a couple trash, a couple trashes, as Noah might say, uh, to get into. So... <laughs> All right, let's get the cleanup woman in here to do her thug fizzler. Sis, come along. All right, so we have have a little trash to get into. Um, and we're going to start off with something kind of heavy. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Sadie Roberts Joseph. I have. Sadie, I have uh, unfortunately. Sadie Roberts well, Joseph was a an advocate. Um, she founded the Odell S. Williams now and then African American Museum in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, she was an activist. She hosted um, the Juneteenth festival uh, festivities um, for the for the city. She just was just an icon and amazing. Um, and she passed away. She was actually killed. Let me not even. She was oh, murdered. My God. Um, she was found. So there was an anonymous tip that was called in and uh, she was found. I think just if I'm if I remember correctly, just three miles in the trunk of her own car from her home. Jesus. Um. So clearly, you know, if I, it's just that's not that that's not a coincidence. That's not an accident. Um. And. I can't, you know, we don't know who did this, but I know that it's a sensitive time right now. It's a it's a real sensitive time right now. And we have to be careful, especially with this wicked administration and just the wicked forces that be period. We just we have to be careful. And so all of the condolences um, to her family, the community lost somebody who was so valuable. Um. And it's tragic, and I really hope that justice is served. I really, really do. Um, so all of our prayers and condolences to the family. Absolutely. On to something a little lighter. Making the band is coming back. All right. Okay. It's the D-A-B-A-N-D. <laughs> it's the D-A-B-A. Let them fight. <laughs> Just let, let them fight. fight. Shout out to Dylan, 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 and Dylan. Where the hell is Babs? Babs? I don't even listen. Wherever she is, I hope she's well. And I just appreciate her 
and who, for who she is. Babs, Babs is an icon. Babs is an icon. She's underrated, okay? And I want to know Largely. where she is. The last time I saw Babs was about 2004. <laughs> That's, where, where are all of them? Where is Dylon? And Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon, and Dylon. I miss him. Where is he? That we Salaman <laughs> What if Dylon comes back and he's like, I'm now an esthetician. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. Uh, Dylon is somewhere doing skin research, trying to figure it out. And, uh, you know, we just... He's, he's going to come back. He's going to make a comeback and tell us all that he's a doctor. That's what I really feel is happening right now. That's the only place that I support it. I support it wholeheartedly. Um, what else we got on here? But yeah, they coming back 2020 and it's going to be global. I'm sure. Your man Puffy says that he's going to go international this time. And uh, Diva. What's the what's the boy group? What's their names? Who came out of uh, making the band? What's the damn day twenty? Day twenty six. And let me tell you who was a fan. Were you? Takiya Nicole Robinson the first. Were you? Honey, I was in line. I love those boys. Who you love? Chubby I Mike? I had their CD. Um, I think my favorite was... Um, the one with the stunted braids? Didn't two of them have stunted braids? There was one who had really stunted braids. Chubby Mike was... I was a fan of Chubby Mike. I did love me some Chubby cheese Mike. sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> when he made them grilled cheese sandwiches, he kind of stole a G's heart. Um, but <laughs> I really liked uh, I really liked that album. My favorite song was Co-Star. Did I like that album? I, maybe not, clearly not enough for me to remember it. I can't right now. But all I want to do is co-star. Hold on. Well, I'm in the right place at the right time. Let's look up. <laughs> hold on. We about to look up day 26 right quick. Oh, my gosh. I just want to know. Since you've been gone, I just can't <laughs> seem to get right. Yes. Since you've been gone. That was it. Yeah. Oh, and they had all the jam. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. <laughs> I'm just... All right, let's not get sued. <laughs> I just love it. Oh, I remember this song. This wasn't just the theme song of the show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the band more than I like Day Twenty Six. Same, mother. same, same. I mean, I mean, no. I love oh, you the Day Twenty Day Twenty Six more before than I, more than I love them girls. What's their name? Oh, Danity Kane. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that's because a good number of them got on my nerves from Danity Kane. That, a good like a like the larger majority of and them. And Aubrey O'Day. Ooh. Child, she's still is she still on? Um, she done been on all of the reality shows at this point. Well, I don't know what I she think looks I like these days, but she don't either. She- <laughs> I don't know where Another I, time. but she made my nipples itch. I mean, truly, like she <laughs> literally, like you ain't washed your bra. I, like I, like yes, like I got that dirty, <laughs> dirty, dingy band, like. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh gosh, what terrible. Like when somebody's filthy just, bra straps just stick out there to their tank top. I can't deal with her. Girl. I love, you know who my girl was? It was D Woods. Absolutely. I used to love me D some Woods D Woods. always came to sing and she stayed out the mess. And I want to know what happened to Sarah from the band with the McDonald's eyebrows. Oh, she was so irritating. The I don't know what it arches. was about her. She she was just unnecessary. I'm like, this this band has no utility for something like Sarah. 
I was like, what of these things does not belong? And which like, one this is This makes it? no sense. <laughs> Y'all got all Did the- she have like a problematic husband she or did. something? She did. I think they had some domestic uh, abuse issues. Oh if I remember correctly. Dear. Memory lane. Back down memory lane. Oh. I'm excited about the band. I mean, we just love that kind of reality TV. And yeah. I'm glad that Diddy is going to do the right thing. I mean, because we all Ish. know that, you know. Right. I was about to say, we all know that, you know, whether or not the, the group is actually successful musically. Ah, well, they won't. Well, that uh, sis, it's in the cards that they won't be. I need y'all to realize. I still follow Willie. Oh, do you? <laughs> Lights I do. Really? I still follow him on Instagram. I do. What's he doing these days? Child just trying to keep his wife. <laughs> I was like, is he still getting on her nerves? <laughs> she's just so irritated by him. And he's she just is. trying to keep her. He, she's been irritated as long as I've known for about the past five years. So if things haven't changed, I just don't know. Right, I just don't know if they time. will. But that was, that was a good that was that was a good time for TV. Absolutely. I'm glad that we're coming back. Where's Lori? I hope he brings her back with her little. Oh, all right, let's go, little muffins. Boom. <laughs> for your life. And a five, six, seven, eight little muffin. Pick it up. I miss her <laughs> so much. But uh, and we all know that everything that that Diddy touches, you know, dims. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but it'll still make for entertaining TV. Um, have you heard about the Area 51 raid? Mm-mm. So, you know, there's a, a Facebook group about people who are going to raid Area 51. Hmm. Well, the government has spoken up and they oh, said dude. they're getting the Air Force ready and they're putting a warning out there that there will be severities if people try to raid, raid Area 51. So can I ask what may be a dumb question? What is Area 51? Or why do people want to raid it? Well, because the government is not, they're not forthcoming. I mean, I personally, is that the route that I would what, take? No. Are they looking for information? Yes. What are they, what? Are, oh. People are saying the government is, is, is keeping information from us. And clearly, if you all are willing to set up armed forces against people. I, now, do I think it's the brightest thing to try to raid Area 51? No. no. I, I, I don't feel like this is a, a yeah, this is not going to bode well. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that ain't it, friends. Because I just you know, feel like there's got to be a way. We have to do things. If know. you notice, you got to copy the. You have to. You you have to copy the enemy in order to, to overtake it, right? You can't change a game. You're not playing. Can't. And see what white people have been doing for centuries upon centuries upon centuries is 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 sneaking and doing things quite cowardly. <laughs> so what we got to do is we got to try to infiltrate from the back. Maybe just busting mm. up in the bitch like Cleo from Set It Off is it might not be the best. We saw what happened with Especially that. whatever you do, I would not publicize it on the internet. I mean, you're going to sign a petition to say I too am going to put on my black hoodie and 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 buck up on air. Like, man, that, that might not be that might not be the way, friends. But let's figure it out. I'm willing to be down with the smart ways, but that I don't know about that one. Ooh, but the government, you know how they are and they'll do anything to keep their shit a secret. So mm. Mm. Jermaine Dupree. Oh, Jesus. Funniest looking nigga in all of hip hop. Um, at least top five. Money ain't a thing. Oh, <laughs> that used to a Ferrari, a Jaguar, switch your phone mm-hmm. lays, top down, screaming out. Money ain't a thing. <laughs> um, that was my jam. I'm not going to lie to you. Me too. 
with the window crack. Holla back. Money in the thing. <laughs> Jigga, I can't fight if it don't. If it don't play, play. <laughs> Yo, we're showing our age. Um, I'm so sorry. But so he made some comments recently. Ain't he always making comments? He is, Bumping you know. His gums. Like, just like oh, Brooklyn. Hey. Brooklyn mm-hmm. we stays bumping her gums just like that. That's our co-star. But uh, he made some comments recently about how all he sees as far as female rap is concerned and I'm this is me paraphrasing so no this is not a direct quote but basically that the female rappers of today are strippers it's like strippers rapping and that's all all he sees it's not true talent or anybody who's not doesn't have like a stripper to rap it about their pussy First or of whatever all, i would just like the record to reflect that one thing we won't do is say that strippers are not talented individuals. This is okay. First and foremost, those are some I of mean, the most talented rap, rap like lyrical ability aside. Those women are athletes. Let's talk. Buddy. They're multifaceted, sis. I just, I just feel like we are. We what we will not do is be smirch. They're cosmetologists. <laughs> you know what I'm we saying? We will not. We won't. I mean, we'll. We will respect. We will respect. Uh, the the industry. There's no need to kind of just you know throw these words around. Um, I I personally don't feel like I know enough about rap period <laughs> but um and specifically like female rappers i don't feel like i don't know i can't i, I smell you know I, I feel like this is some bs just because you know it is what it, i'm gonna say i feel like it's some bs because i what i don't really really uh understand or appreciate is i feel like whoa why is it okay for men to talk about sex mm. like because i feel like all 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 male rappers at one point or another talk about sex maybe i shouldn't say all but the larger majority of them do so what i don't understand is why there is such a public outcry or why not even public outcry but why would somebody like Jermaine Dupree um say something like this like would you, would he have the same critique of of his male of male rappers of this time because i think that has to be put on the table as well. Where was this energy when Trillville was singing about somebody juggling their balls? <laughs> Where was I mean, the just, same energy? I I don't think it's like why would you call out well, you know women? <laughs> well, there are. Like, I mean, you know, it, it's it's safe to say if you look at like current, um, you know, songs that are popular now that there is a theme amongst female rappers that, you know, women are reclaiming their time and their voices around um, rapping around certain kinds of things and activities. And that's the thing, but that's not new. I don't feel like this is not, that's not new. This Yo, is not where a, was hello, a grand departure Lil from, Kim, from Foxy Brown. little camp, Trina, the baddest bitch. Trina. I just feel like this is, this is something that is not like, this is not a new phenomena. So I, 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 my eyebrows are furrowed a, at, it's at the not, news of this. It's not new. That's first and foremost. It's not new. B, niggas been singing about this shit for decades and nobody said anything. Niggas have been rapping about their dicks for decades. 
and, and no, okay. and it's, like, and that's it's not frowned fine. upon at all. And, and, and no then, one questions their right. moral compass or or their uh you know business acumen based on these songs. But why is it you know the city girls and Meg the Stallion people are out here saying that they feel like the quality of of all rap music has gone down. If wow. the quality of rap music has gone down for Meg the Stallion, then it has got to have gone down for the rest of these niggas who are out here mumbling syllables. Because I don't even I know what even words they're saying. I can't even understand what you're saying. Okay. I don't even so know what you're I don't know your name. I don't know how to pronounce it. There is a nigga named... It is spelled Modern T.O. And apparently you're supposed to say it like Made in Tokyo. No way. But not it's if watch. you look at it, it looks like Modern T.O. And I'm doing it. I'm not doing it. But then also... But yeah, Dupree. There's there's the There's Tierra Whack. There's LaKaylee 47. There's Dreezy. There are a number of women out here who are rapping. And I don't think there's anything wrong about rapping about your pussy. And who was the young lady... Let's be clear. Who was the young lady that uh, that was at the read? LaKaylee 47. Oh, yes. Okay. And... um. Um, yeah, I shouldn't. I'm, you I got Lizzo, like Kaylee so 47. I love Dreezy. And, and, and she can out-rap a nigga. I mean... But there's nothing hey. wrong with the Eves and the Cardi B's and the Lil' Kim's either, and the Megan the Stallion. There's nothing wrong with that either. And Jermaine Dupree can just shut his ugly ass up. And I know we're not supposed <laughs> to call people ugly, but that nigga is ugly. <laughs> and I don't want to hear anything else from him. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, but I mean, from what I understand, um, he has recently put his put his uh money where his mouth is, and he's having some sort of showcase for. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so I don't know, I don't know what that means. Um, for the young for the young uh, female lyricists out there in the world, uh, but listen. Go get Jermaine Dupri's money if he's giving it away. Jermaine. I mean, if you so choose to go on his show, don't rap about your pocketbook because clearly this nigga's going to have something to say about it. So anyway, that got on my nerves. And and uh, Ari Lennox and um, Doja Cat both made videos. and They listed off rappers and they also made videos clowning him. Uh, <laughs> Doja Cat called him Jermaine Derpy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a Doja Cat is, but that was funny. It was funny. I'm, I, I, the bitch on Macau. Mm, yeah, I don't know. That's that all means. I got for you. I don't know anything else, but our video was funny. Um, and then lastly, you actually added this to the trash. Do you want to talk about the Serena Williams? So uh, Serena Williams uh, uh, recently, um, I think, took silver at Wimbledon. Mm -hmm. And during the press conference uh, was asked a question that was posed, um, I think, or uh, asked her, her a question around a comment that was made by a fellow tennis player, a white woman tennis, tennis player by the name of Billie Jean King that said something to the effect of like, you know, when is... Um, you know, the Billie Jean King wished it, that Serena would focus on like when she would stop doing things like fighting for equality and just focus on tennis. Maybe she would be a better or maybe she would win or be a better tennis wow. player, those kinds of things. Um, and, you know, Serena had kindly got her together. And told her that, like, you know, what I will be doing is minding my business and making this money and I will be fighting for equality until 
I'm in my grave. I'm be fighting people who look like me and you because I mean it's it's hard out here for all of us. Mm-hmm. Why are you over here worried about me? Right. And my bad. You should be worried about I'm the over fact here that I didn't even know who you were before you said this. Exactly. And I'm trying to and I'm trying to help you. Um, but you know, I just think it's it's really fascinating how uh people don't really realize how their comments can be like steeped in privilege. Like or 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 their experience or dumb and, and just kind of, well that's true but like um she was her comments were insinuating that because Serena was doing things like you know being a wife and a mother and um advocating for you know the the pay gap uh, closing the pay gap and um you know equity uh both within and beyond tennis um, at, at, at national and global <laughs> levels, um, you know, it's like, you know, just because your your job is to swing this tennis racket exclusively, don't be mad because the Lord has given me more responsibility. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Don't be mad because I can handle more and I can do more things well. Hating from outside so while the I'm club. And I'm doing all of this and at Wimbledon while you, ma'am, are at home eating Chex Mix. So what exactly are you saying? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, people, you know, people have been kind of commenting about it, saying whether or not they didn't think that Billie Jean King was kind of taking a shot at Serena. But that's neither here nor there. Um, the bottom line is Serena is a grown woman and she can do whatever she wants. Mm. Um, and, and the fact of the matter is she's the first black woman tennis player to be on the cover of Forbes and making millions of dollars and Harper's Bazaar and doing all of these wonderful, fabulous things while y'all are in the bleachers with your judgments. While I don't know who you are. So just please, please and thank you. Um, get on out of Serena's business. Mm-hmm. She's over there married to that man and raising that baby and making more money than your mama ever will. So shut up. Kindly. <laughs> please and thank you. What they say on Grace and Frankly, this old this old white woman cussed out her husband. <laughs> she said, shut the fuck up. She was like, I want you to shut the fuck up that you reach the highest mountain of fucks to <laughs> shut up. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> but that's what I want her to do. <laughs> and that's the trash this week. All right. That's the trash. Okay. Let's go on and get us into a shout out. Okay. My sister's popping right now. All right. So we got some, we got a a bevy of emails uh, of different shout outs to do. So I shout out to Bevy Smith. (laughs) Shout out to (laughs) Bevy Smith. But hey, Bevy. I I picked one for us to read. Revelations. (laughs) Okay. That's the name of her podcast or her serious XM show, right? I love that. Bevelations. Bevelations. That's so good. <laughs> that's such a good, that's such a good name. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so good. I love it. <laughs> um, so we have us an email to read for the shout out. It says, okay. Dear Jade and Kia, first of all, I just want you both to know I've been listening to the show since it started, and I'm so proud of the growth both of you have made in your professional lives since the beginning. It's been a joy Thank to you. see. I love where Team Type and Fast is going. Me too. Thanks so much. And congratulations, Jade, on officially working for yourself. Thank you. For your shout out to my sis, I would like to shout out my good friend, Dr. Alicia Cheek, the founder of the Restart Up Life, a career consulting business. 
Alicia is one of those selfless friends who supports what everyone else is doing, but never asks for help. So I thought it would be fitting to give her this shout out. She's one of those friends who's wise and always good at giving advice. And I go with her. I go to her with all my mess and she always gives me what I need without judgment. She's a Ph.D. biochemist by day. Hashtag team typing real, real fast and career consultant by night. She's poured her all into this business and I've seen it grow from a resume writing service to now being a full blown career consulting business. She does all this as a bomb wife, mom and full time scientist working in biotech. And she somehow finds the time to volunteer as a mentor for other black women coming up in STEM. She's a superwoman for real, y'all. So she she hosted a webinar, uh, and because we were do- in the middle of the graduation announcements, unfortunately, it's passed. Um, but we'll be sure to post her information in the description box. Thank you both in advance for letting me shout out my sis, Dr. Cheek. She's so dope, and the work that she's doing is so impactful and important. Sincerely, Karen. So we want to thank Karen for writing in, and we want to shout out Dr. Alicia Cheek um, and the Restartup Life. So it's the RestartupLife.com is where you can find her. And again, we will post all of that information in the description box. Shout out to you, Dr. Cheek, girl. You out here, out here, out here. Doing the work. So I have been working with HelloFresh lately, and I have no idea why I waited so long. With America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh, you'll get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in 30 minutes. Say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and takeout. HelloFresh has you covered. There's something for everyone from family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. HelloFresh has more five star recipes than any other meal kit. So, you know, you'll get something incredible. HelloFresh is flexible and fits your lifestyle, easily changes your delivery days, food preferences, and you can skip a week whenever you need to. If you're going out of town, it's not a problem. Break out of your dinner rut and make a de- make deliciousness part of every week with HelloFresh. So I speak so highly of HelloFresh because I've been using them recently. Let me tell you, they might have given me my favorite recipe. The they did a crispy hot honey chicken sandwich. Oh, my God. It was everything that that is that might be literally my favorite recipe to date. And I have several of them. So for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash grown 80 and enter grown 80. It's like receiving eight meals free only at HelloFresh.com slash grown 80 promo code grown 80. While you're enjoying your hot girl summer. There's a better choice for those hot, sweaty days, honey, and aluminum-free coconut deodorant from Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is a cleaner alternative to traditional deodorants. It's vegan, and it does not contain silicone, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda. It keeps you fresh with plant-based actives like sage oil and coconut oil. It's great if you've got sensitive skin or if you're looking for deodorant with a subtle scent or if you just don't want a bunch of questionable ingredients on your body. Plus, it goes on smooth and doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue. The original scent smells like sweet coconut milk, and there's also a fragrance-free version. Um, There's also two new scents, one called Beach and the other called Gardenia. You never, ever have to worry about running out of deodorant because Kapari offers a subscription, says you can get it automatically shipped to the house or the free with the money-back guarantee, so there's no reason 
not to try. Now, you know, it is indeed a very hot summer, although my summer is running lukewarm right now. Either way, I want to smell amazing. And I love Kapari because I smell like a blue Hawaiian when I sweat. Um, And I really, really enjoy the original coconut scent. I've also enjoyed beach. Um, um, Gardenia is a little bit too flowery for me, but beach is just the right. It's just so good. But I like beach and original. And like I said, girl, you be out here smelling so good, even in your perspiration. So get you some. Go to KapariBeauty.com slash grown. Um, to save five whole American dollars off your first deodorant order when you subscribe. That's Kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash grown. Kaparibeauty.com slash grown. Okay. So, you know, Kia's traveling for work and it's been a busy week. So we thought we'd keep it light this week. So we're going to do some top fives. We're just going to have right. some fun conversation, ask each other a couple top fives. What are our top five favorite whatevers? I don't know what Kia's going to ask. She don't know what I'm going to ask. I don't know what I'm going to ask. And I'm sure Kia don't know what oh, she's going to ask. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but we're going to let it flow and we're going to let it be a fun, lighthearted kitchen table talk this week. And then we have a really good kitchen table talk for you guys next week. I'm really excited about. So let's see. I'll go first. Sis. I won't put you on the spot. Thank you so much. No, no problem. But then I'm putting you on the spot because these questions are for you. What are some of your top five favorite movies? This is in no particular order. Okay. It's just going to be five of my favorite movies. I can't rank them because then that would be too much stress. Okay. Um, but I'm just going to start listing five movies that I love. Um. Since I'm not prepared, it's hard to just kind of like go in, in, in order. Well, we figured a tangent so, or two mov- would come from this, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Movies that I love. Um, the first movie that is coming to my mind right now is The Women of Brewster Place. Ah! Everybody in that movie is a legend right now. Yes. Somebody posted a meme and I reposted it. And the meme had the, the cast picture from the woman of Rooster Place and literally everybody in the picture is a legend. Um, Cicely Tyson, yes. Robin Givens, Oprah, uh, uh, Lynn Whitfield. Uh, it's just so much, so many awesome, amazing people in that one movie. So the woman of Brewster Place is definitely in my top five. Okay. Closely followed by the Jackson Five in American. Oh my God. Yes. Because I could probably recite the movie Ver Bay Ten. Word for word. Like I just know it. I just know it. And it is just known. Um, Climb hmm. every mountain. Ten. You gotta cut. You had to tighten up that end. Ford <laughs> every stream. Listen, follow every rain. <laughs> that little baby. That little baby really sung that song. The M's and M's were stream. not to be messed with. He was like Ford every stream. <laughs> <laughs> 
Follow every rainbow till you find your dream. A dream that will need to sing all the love you can give. So good. So, 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 so good. That is one of my favorites. Okay, that was only two. No, you're right. I mean, the color purple. The color purple seems like the right thing to say. Fair enough. Um, because I know that one as well. Um, but I'm gonna try to get some more current movies because I feel like I'm way back in into in Stone Ages. Oh. Um, oh. Wow. I would say Black Panther is one of my favorite movies okay. because I saw it so many times, mm-hmm. and it's just like it was just really, it was just a beautiful film to watch. And I kind of know that uh, verbatim as well because we have watched. We have watched from the mountains. From the mountains <laughs> in disgust. Okay. Um, okay. Dang, that was four. That was four. I got to say, like, um, hmm. Top five. Top five movies of all time. It's got to be like Coming to America or okay. something. Okay. Okay. I feel like all my stuff was old, but yes. Uh, so. <laughs> but with the exception see. of Black Panther. So yeah, your turn. And see. I'm sure I'm, I should have prepared for this, but we're flying by the seat of our pants. We, how tonight. we couldn't it's have okay. prepared. We picked this kitchen table talk five minutes before we recorded. Uh, you, you did. Cause I was just <laughs> unable to can. This that's why this is what it is. My top five: The Temptations. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! I can't believe I didn't say the five heartbeats because I got nothing but love <laughs> for you, baby. But yes, The Temptations because ain't nobody coming to see you. Otis. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. David Ruffin and The Temptations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds nice. So good. <laughs> it is one of my. Favorite movies of all time. Oh, absolutely. Blue. Oh, <laughs> I get a little weepy every I, time. Every time. Blue went in there to get them ribs and just never came never back came again. Back. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go the long way. I that is, I don't. I have never pinned anything in my life on Instagram, but one day I sat and watched that Temptations movie. And just made stories and had myself a wang dang doodle. Oh my God. And that is the only pinned thing that I have on Instagram. So the temptations lean on me. When them white when they when they stopped the white boys to sing it. <laughs> To help increase the pain. Ooh, Lord. Diana. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you smoke crack, Put don't cold. you? <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you? Jump. Jump. I don't want to jump. It's a fuck. <laughs> that is literally one of the best movies of all time and one of my favorite movies. All right. Argue your mother. So lean on me, temptations. Um, mm-hmm. let me see here. Brooklyn. <gasps> Brooklyn. Queenie. Queenie. Not my baby. Jody, Jody, move out of the way. Whatever your name is. 
when Queenie flew out that camp. Oh my yeah. God. I rewound that thing on a VCR. Nothing about me. I mean, times. it's been 25 years <laughs> and I still laugh like I have never seen it before. <laughs> she said, Jesus, master, <laughs> my child. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, Jesus. <laughs> Not 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 my baby, Queenie. Queenie. <laughs> <laughs> what a man! Ooh, shout out to my nigga Chris. He played uh, one of the siblings with the broken arm. Oh, <laughs> that was one. I ate three peas. That is my movie. <laughs> okay, so Crooklyn, lean on me. The Temptations. Let's see what else we got. Um. Fried green tomatoes. <laughs> okay. I'll give it to you. I, lo- I let you have I it. I love that movie. I let you so have it. So much. I love fried green tomatoes. Tawanda! <laughs> <laughs> and let me see. What else we got? I have so many. Hmm. What's the last one? Cameron's killer season. Uh... Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> Masterpiece, I'm about it. <laughs> That's where my meat and potatoes. <laughs> Why do I know that? I'm because, kind of ashamed. I mean, that this is it. This solidifies and shows you one of the reasons why Key and I are friends behind the scenes. <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay, top five. All right. Okay. Um. Let's do television shows. Okay. Damn. Top five television shows. Uh, go forth and be great. The Boondocks. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites of all time. Um, Seinfeld. Me and my brother used to make sound fell noises in the middle of the night. When we had bunk beds, like, like what? What kind of foolishness? Seinfeld, the boondocks. Damn, this is, um, let me see. Oh, this is hard. Ooh. Ooh. You sound like Sandra Clark. Two to seven. Let's go ahead and throw that in there. Um, Golden Girls. Oh, damn it. And, You're taking mine. Uh, 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 and, hmm. Hmm. Living Single. Oh. I mean, if you got some of the same ones, it's fine. Well, mine. Me and my coach have arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my favorite, my favorite show of all times. Everybody knows is a different world because I, I just I watch that show right now and still laugh like it's 1992. Same. Um, because Whitley is listen. Jasmine Guy is a comedic genius. I don't care. What anybody says ever, nope. especially Jasmine Guy and Debbie Allen together, gold. Oh my okay? god! Okay, oh my gold. god! Gold. 
just the way that she said things. I was watching the episode. It was some season six and Whitley was sad and she went to the, the club with Kim and Freddie and Spencer was trying to bag Kim. So he sent them some rum punch. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were sitting at the bar and then he came over and was like, did you ladies enjoy your drinks? And Willie was like, yes, we did. Thank you ever so. <laughs> she said ever so and I lost it. <laughs> Thank you ever so. I said, what? What is wrong with you? Outside of season oh one, God. a different world is... Outside of season one. It's really so... So good. Like when when um my favorite episode ever, I think, is when Dwayne had to write the poem. And he wrote it about math and Whitley thought he was writing it about her. <laughs> so there was a line in the poem. <laughs> he was like, he said uh that, that was his it was her elliptical lips. Right. So he was reading the poem and he got to that line and he said elliptical lips. And Whitley said, Elliptical lips, it's alliteration, it's wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. It's elliptical. That's alliteration. It's wonderful work. <laughs> oh, God. I can literally watch that show for hours and hours. I'm about to watch it after we finish recording, to be honest. Yes. Um, oh, so, A Different World is my number one okay. top show of, of all times. Follow it closely thereafter. And listen, I don't want you to read your email so you can just save it. Uh-oh. The Cosby Show. Oh, I mean, listen, you didn't say the nigger. You said the Cosby Show. I didn't. It is the Cosby Show. I'm talking about the Huxtables Huxtables. that lived on Stigwood Avenue at Bedford Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. I'm talking about them. Yes. There were uh, several other cast members. Absolutely. And so I don't want to hear it. And I'm I just just I just said what I said, so just let me say it. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Um then it would have to be like the Golden Girls. Mm Um, of course, um, we cannot do anything without uh, Sophia, Rose Blanche, um, and Dorothy. Um, and okay, so that's three. Which golden um, girl are you? I think I'm a, a health. I I I am. I'm Dorothy. Okay, I can see it. I'm Dorothy because Dorothy's shade is unmatched. You are Dorothy with with a with a smidge of Blanche, just a smidge, just a smidge, right? Yeah. Because I'm not out here like Dorothy couldn't buy a date, and we all know. Huh? <laughs> 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 just kidding, Stop just kidding. <laughs> Negative self talk. It's like Dorothy, Dorothy. I'm Dorothy, but with just a splash of bad bitch. Yes, just a exactly. Smidgen, just a smidgen. Okay, I'm like you are. You are clear. You're Sophia. Through true and true. <laughs> You are Sophia. I take question. it. I I agree with it. I stand with it. <laughs> because Jay always got something to say, and she's always holding her purse. Yeah, all the time. Okay, with a surly face. <laughs> Absolutely. I look Absolutely. angry ninety five percent of the time. I'm either <laughs> smiling like a Cheshire cat, or I'm I look like a bitch. <laughs> So good. So good. Okay. So the Golden Girls, that's three. Living Single is probably on my list as well. Of course. And I feel like I got to say like, um, what's the show that I have to watch all the time? Iyama Fix Me. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know if that's a top five, but it's a show that just came. Okay. Well, okay. Well, sure. Let's give it to Rhonda. Okay. Let's give it to Rhonda. Rhonda. Let's give it to Rhonda. I'm on a horse. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going oh riding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, indeed. Okay, your turn. Okay, let me see. We said movies, TV shows, top five songs. Oof, girl. <laughs> this is just unfair. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. Can you at least give me a genre? Like I cannot do. No. Like generally speaking. Yep. You have to give me some parameters. This Why? This makes it easier for you if you can go all over the place. No, because I then I only have five. Yeah. So name. F- okay. They don't have to be your top five, but name five of your favorite songs of all time. Of oh, all time. Word. Get money. <laughs> Get money. Okay. By uh, Biggie Smalls. That's num- Okay. That, that's, that's just, this is in no particular order because I am under a great stress in this moment. Um, um, I Have Nothing by Whitney Elizabeth mm. Houston. Mm. Um, mm. Stuttering by Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Um... Um, don't play that song for me by Aretha Louise Franklin. Ooh, whole name status. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is not the last one, but this is just the five songs that came to mind the quickest. I will have to say, um, man, I, I know the artist, but I'm trying to pick one song by this artist, and it's like low-key impossible. Here and Now by Luther. No, no, no. I take that back. So Amazing by Luther Ronzoni Vandross. Mm, okay. So amazing to be yes. loved. Absolutely. Follow you to the moon. Absolutely. And, and I feel like a heathen because I did not mention a gospel song. But y'all know that I love Jesus first. Okay. Man, just because you don't mention gospel don't mean you don't love Jesus. I know, but I just... I don't even know. listen to gospel music, so... Nah, okay. I won't be judged for it. Maybe by you niggas, but. Uh, <laughs> top five songs. Yes, this is hard, but some of my favorite songs of all time, if I may only list five. Joy Inside My Tears and Rocket Love by Stevelyn Hardaway Morris. Those are two songs. They are two songs. Okay. But there's two two Stevie Wonder songs on there. Okay. The Star of a Story by Heatwave. <laughs> we are so old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Men out here. <laughs> um Oh man, I should I didn't say no, I need a baker, neither Jesus. That's a, so hard. Because you can only list five. Oh God. All day, all night by Bob Marley and the Wheelers. Duelas. Um Oh, this song just makes me happy. Okay. Um Titi. <laughs> <laughs> um Strawberry Letter 23 by the Brothers Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like 49? What the hell? And lastly, Come Live With Me, Angel by Marvin Gaye. Oh, gosh. And welcome to 1977. <laughs> and Diamond in the back. 
Listen, and why this morning I was driving out here to the woods and somebody else's guy came on my on my yes. uh, shuffle. <laughs> and when I tell you I was in a mean rocking sway <laughs> in the car. I know you were. I mean, you would think that I, I was in full performance and I was singing along because if you do not know. Ladies and gents, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here because I know it should be on my watch because I was just um listening to That's it. That's an Apple Watch. Honey. Yeah. With a gold ba- uh, band? It's from Amazon. Oh. I, got, I got a band. <laughs> yes, girl, get your life. Oh. Somebody else's guy by Jocelyn Brown. Let me tell y'all <laughs> something. If you like, I'm gonna make a playlist one day. That features uh, churchy songs that are about whole shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that would be a really good kitchen table talk, actually. I think that there are so many R&B songs that are so very churchy that have church chords mm-hmm. and really just kind of embody mm-hmm. church culture. But Jocelyn was singing about um, another woman's man yes. with all of the soul and anointing. Yeah. Listen... <clears throat> And I was like, yo, this is, this right here is a song, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Barbara. This is Shirley. If that don't sound like a church mother to a church mother. (laughs) No, I mean, it's just totally a thing. So like, listen, I just love it. And that would make my, if I had to make another list, that would be on it. But yeah, top five songs. Okay. I'm ready for your next top five. No, it's your, it's your turn. I said songs. It's my turn. Yep. I said so, all five. No, it's your turn to come up with a category. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to give you your category. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. What are your top five favorite things about being a black girl? Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Well, I naturally know flavor very well. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate I that am gift. I the... I have been gifted. <laughs> I've been gifted with the capacity to season my food. That's it. My God, with a with a very I've been I've been uh, gifted with taste buds that can handle spice and flavor, and I know what things are missing and what you know what needs to be added. It's just it's a wonderful thing about being a black girl, and I greatly appreciate. I grew it. up. I grew up in a home where um, seasoned food was priority. Yes. I realized later in life that that was not a thing for everyone. That's something that I took for granted. Yeah. I've taken for granted for most of my mm-hmm. life and not, not anymore. No, never again. I, now, I fully acknowledge, fully acknowledge that that's a blessing. But I'm interrupting you. Please continue. Favorite thing, top five favorite things about being a black girl. I also um, appreciate that I have the, uh, the protection of my ancestors because... <clears throat> Because I have real ancestors who are not here for you all's bullshit. And they are looking after me. And I greatly appreciate it. And I really like those are my ancestors. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, other fa- top five favorite things about being a black girl. You know, I still get carded. Yeah. yeah. I got carded at Olive Garden last week. Mm hmm. I mean, that man thought that I was under 21. I, and I said, I'm going to show you my identification and then I'm going to shake your hand, sir. Thank the you. The joy 
the joy that I get, like from being carded. And I just everybody at the table fell out laughing. Everybody. He's like, can I see your ID? And I was like, me? Yeah. Yes. I was like, you absolutely can see my ID. You want to see it right now? You can see it twice. How long you want to look at it? Yep, sir. Just take a just just take a look. It's in a book. This is you just you just gave me my reading rainbow. Like right now, you just made me so happy by taking this card. Let's see what else is one of my favorite things about being a black girl, being around other black girls. Mm. I love the diaspora of us. I love how we come in so many different shapes and sizes and colors and personalities and strengths and how, you know, we can lean on one another and we help to complete one another and we teach one another and we learn from one another. And we just we there's just a community there that I feel like is unmatched. And that's one of my very favorite things about being a black girl, um, a black woman. And then um, another favorite thing is being a black woman to raising a, a, a black girl. That's one yes. of my favorite things because all of the. That's not one of my favorite things. <laughs> all of the sauce that we embody, all of the traditions that, you know, were taught by you know, our older ones, um, just all of the natural magic that we have in all its capacities, our intelligence, our wit, our, our rhythm, our sauce, our flavor, like all of those things. I love the fact that I'm going to get to exhibit that to my daughter and pass that down to her and make her proud to be a black girl. Absolutely. So those are some, I think so. Let's just say it was. Mm. <laughs> I think it was five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I love um, the fact that I have such a rich heritage of Black women to look up to and aspire to be like. Um, there's just so much dopeness about being a Black woman. And I, I have so many models of what... Mm. Of how to of how to be myself and be amazing, um, you know. And I think that that's one of my favorite things. I think that we have a lot of different uh, healthy people we can look to for inspiration. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I love that um, black women have this kind of natural innate capacity to encourage one another. Mm. It's like a secret code language. We've talked about it on the show before. We just have a way of um, doing it. And when we choose to do it, it is so powerful and so beautiful the way that literally walking down the street, um, you know, going into the the mall or the store or anywhere else. If you see a black woman and you compliment her and you mean it, you can you can really see how how it's it's done something for her. Mm -hmm. Um. And we have an ability to make anybody feel good about anything. Mm. Okay, yes. sis, I see yes. you. Like, you like, we know. <laughs> okay, you doing it. I see you. I see in you. The with your blue skirt on. Okay. Like, we just, okay. Um, so I love that. Um, and I think that I love the fact that um, we have always been trendsetters. And... Um, 
innovators, especially when it comes to like beauty. Mm-hmm. I think we've been able to like, we've just created so much and we've set standards that other people, um, well, I'll just say that the industries and, you know, others have aspired to be like us. Yep. <laughs> yes, they have. Absolutely. They continue to. Um, and t- right. And to that effect, this, this, this is a shout out to Fran. Um, <laughs> because I had wore some shorts the other day and I've made a boomy and Fran was like, sis, let's celebrate your thighs. And I was like, oh my God, sis, Toya had to make me wear these shorts because I was so, I feel like my thighs are not where I want them to be. Chubby. I want them to be a little slim, blah, 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 blah. And she was just like, let me stop you right there. And she said something <laughs> that I was just like, this speaks to my previous point about how we just have the ability to support one another um, and affirm one another in ways <laughs> that nobody else could. Fran was like, I want you to know, girl, that there are women who are risking life and limb. People are dying on surgery tables in the in Dominican Republic Boop. trying to get thighs like you. <laughs> Me and my thighs have arrived. <laughs> she was like, girl, we waste so much time worried about things like like you know cellulite mm. and and you know we we she said you're in the gym when you can be you're working out you doing what you live in your life yep. put your shorts on you know what i'm saying live your but life also, it's hot outside <laughs> no absolutely yes absolutely so what i that was the point that i was trying to make is that i feel like black women are shaped beautifully yep and our bodies are something that that literally people are are out here spending thousands of dollars to attain. Mm-hmm. And we just wake up like this most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, and I just, I, I've, I've, I appreciate, um, I don't know. I just appreciate the, the brilliance that comes with being a black woman. And when I mean brilliance, I mean both in, in like, the way that we look and the way that we, how we show up in spaces, but also with the wisdom that we carry in our mouths and, and, and the way that we formulate our words and the way that we do the work that we do and the way that we are the sauce. Right. So like people try to, my leak and others had um, posted a meme on an Instagram a couple of weeks ago that was like, sis, you can copy what I do and that's fine but you'll never have what I have because I am the sauce mm. I'm the sauce I'm, and that's why I don't even have no problem giving you the formula I can tell you how we do this because I'm not worried because I am the sauce and you can't have the sauce I'm me I bring me to this work and that's the part of this work that people love and I think that black women have a capacity to just kind of be in a space and do what we do but we do it in such a way that you know, people be out here trying to figure out how to do it and they just can't. Yo, it's funny you so say that. so saucy. Because that's literally what we tell Noah, like verbatim, when she, you know, sometimes she'll pull up YouTube videos with others and they're weird videos where she's watching like <laughs> Descendants characters battle rap and things like that. But, you know, we really try to push and encourage her. And it's not to say that, you know, you can't appreciate or watch anybody of another race, ethnicity or culture. But we're like, we want her to be proud to be a black girl. And we always tell her, we we want you to realize that you you got the sauce like you got it. You got what other people want. 
Like embrace your Absolutely. sauce. You have natural sauce. And it's not even natural. just because you can dance or whatever. It's the light. It's the electricity that comes from you. It's who mm-hmm. you are as a person. It's all the things that make you magical. You already, you have that. They, they ain't got that. You got that. So. True. You know, and this is also not, we only, you know, don't be coming talking about all, oh, well, you know, this is us celebrating ourselves as black women because that's important. And this is a space is. where we celebrate ourselves as black women. It's not to tear anybody else down. So we're not speaking down on anybody else, but we are going to build ourselves up in this space and in, on this platform. So I just want that to be clear. You know, it's not to say that nobody else, you know, has any magic about themselves, but this is a platform where we get to celebrate us. And that's what we're going to do. You're welcome to join in as well, but we're going to continue to celebrate us here. And I think that's where we can end the kitchen table talk. I'm down four flats. That was the best top five I've ever been asked. Um, let's move on to this honesty box. When to start a family is a completely personal decision. Some women want kids now. Others want to wait 10 years. No matter what your plan, consider taking an at-home hormone fertility test from Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility gives you the knowledge and information you need to plan ahead, all for just $159. The same test costs over $1,000 at a doctor's office and you can use an FSA or HSA. Plus, Modern Fertility ships your kit to your home and, and gives you and your physician reviewed results in just a few days. All tests are conducted in a CLIA certified lab. And Modern Fertility's team of physicians and clinical advisors lead some of the nation's top fertility clinics. So I'm, I'm really excited about Modern Fertility, actually. Um, I know that we are continuing to plan for our family. Don't ask me no questions. And so I definitely plan on ordering a kit uh, so that I can, you know, make sure everything is is ready when I'm ready. Visit modernfertility.com slash grown. Take their fertility quiz and get $20 off your modern fertility test. That's modernfertility.com slash grown to take the fertility quiz and get $20 off. Modernfertility.com slash grown. Honestly, truly. All right, let's get into this honesty box. It says, Dear Jade and Kia, praise the Lord, niggas. Let me start off by saying I love this podcast and y'all are doing the dang thing. Thank you, boo. Thank you so much. Anyway, this is a lot, so bear with me. My fiance and I are getting married next year and he's lived with his parents all his life except for college. Problem one. Since our engagement, I got a new amazing job, which allowed me to move to where he lives so that we would no longer be long distance. I'm living with him and his parents to save money for the wedding and a house. Problem two. But rent is just too high and they insisted that I stay with them to save. My fiance has gotten a new job with a higher salary and he also has a second part time job, but he isn't good with saving money. I'm the only one saving for our wedding and house because he's helping his parents pay bills, paying off student loans and a car note. I've tried to get him to save a little, but I'm not getting through to him. I think I bruise his pride when I try to talk it out. His parents aren't helping because his mom is overbearing and isn't ready to let go and often asks for money. I just don't know how he's going to transition from living with his parents all his life to just me and how his mother will let go. I love this man and I want to spend the rest of my life with him, but I'm going crazy. 
best and let's give her a pseudonym. Jocelyn. Jocelyn. <coughs> what advice you got for Jocelyn, sis? Um, I, do we know how old they are? No, she didn't say. So the thing is, I'm having some feelings about this because um, I'm not mad at the fact that um, this man is saving, this man is, 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 you know, paying down debt and paying um, and getting, cause I, I wouldn't say it like this. I would feel different if you told me that he was spending his money on weed and Chico sticks, <laughs> but you said, you said that he got a, he got a new job with a higher salary and he has a part-time job and he's spending his money paying down student loan debt, paying other bills and giving his mother money and I'm not bothered by that since both you and his mother both both you and him are living with his parents. Right. Um I understand that you feel like he should be saving for your wedding in certain ways, but I don't feel like him paying down debt and paying these financial obligations is him squandering money. Mm-hmm. I think if he's just too I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Is it just, I don't know if it's just me or not. This depends very, I think whatever age you guys are, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be a factor. So I'm, I hate that. I don't know that. Cause I mean, I feel like I would feel different about this if y'all were 40, but (laughs) if if y'all, if y'all are 20, 24, 25, 26, I don't know if I'm as, bothered by this i don't i'm I'm not alarmed by the fact that he is is paying his bills (laughs) like did i did i hear it wrong she said that he she's concerned that he's never lived outside of his parents home i think that's a valid concern but is it is what i'm saying well i mean she said that i don't so this is where i got a little confused because she said he got a new job with a higher salary and he also has a second part-time job but he isn't good with saving money um and then she said all but that's where that's where that's where it's like well okay so listen let me put things in perspective for you i don't know if you're also paying living expenses there but if you're not then that's kind of taking care of the both of you in that area first so if you know I understand what you want him to be doing, but that's that's kind of a necessity. And if him helping to pay some of those bills is not at the same level of you all being in an apartment and paying full bills on your own, then, you know, it's kind of, you know, that's kind of a, a, a bit of a blessing. Also, what I would say is, and this is just speaking to you very candidly, and but with love. You can't come to the table with a problem if you don't have a solution for it. So, you know, you're I understand probably having a moment. I don't know if you're having a moment of frustration because I I do understand that living in his parents house probably comes with its own set of challenges. You said he has an overbearing mother. So I know that can come with a set of challenges. So that's not to negate your feelings at all. Absolutely. And you have every right 
to to have those moments. And I know in those type of living situations, sometimes there are higher moments of frustration than others. So I get that, you know, but if you don't have a solution for for you guys right now, as far as your living conditions are concerned, then you kind of have to eat this one for a while until it gets to a point where it's like, all right, this is too much. And if you have to bear the brunt of saving for you all's wedding while he bears the brunt of like taking care of you guys current living situation then you know a partnership is give and take you know what i'm saying like might be the compromise and sometimes you know like you may have somebody who's like i pay the rent in this house but then you have the other person who pays all the utilities and the car note and the insurance Mm -hmm. so it's like everybody plays their role and plays their part and sometimes you know we have to put more into an area than another person and we have to be understanding about that given whatever your circumstances are Absolutely. I think I think you raise great points. Sis. If this is something um, that is really bothering you, I think one of the ways that you might be able to go to the table and pose a solution is to have the conversation and say, this is something that's bothering me. I would like for us to be on the same page about saving for this wedding. Let's um, let's get clear about where we are with it. Right. If, if, is this something that you want to do? Is there a time frame that you want to work within? Is there a way that we can do this in a way that, that um, acknowledges the way that you're contributing and the way that I'm contributing? It might be worthwhile to sit down and have a conversation and time is going to be a critical factor here. So if you guys are thinking about getting married and starting a family, you know, that could be, especially depend again depending on how old you guys are it could he he might be ready and he not might know that you um is it's you are ultimately who he wants to be with but he may want some time to kind of get his finance finances and get his life together and if he has the opportunity to save money in his parents home um that's what he's doing but it is okay for you to be like okay can I have a date can I have some sort of indication as to how long we're going to be doing this. Is there a plan in place to get us out of here? Like, what are you thinking? I think it just, you might feel better if you go to him um, and just ask to have a conversation and and get some more clarity around um, your current situation and how long you plan on being in it and he plans on being in it and seeing if there's any dissonance or disconnect around your your opinions mm-hmm. i mean and you, you know that'd be a good opportunity for you to talk about the ways in which you know um y'all can navigate this period like around especially negotiating you know his mom's um involvement and how you guys engage with him and his parents like it just it sounds like you might just need to have some conversation um, and express what you want um, and and what questions you have mm-hmm. and just try to get on the same page that way. But I, I'm not, honestly, if I knew then what I know now, I would have probably stayed in my mama's house or I would have used the time that I had in my mama's house more wisely than I did. Same. Um, so I think this, even though it is uncomfortable and it's not ideal, there is some value in having that cushion. If it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for you to kind of put a plan in place and mm-hmm. say, okay, I don't want to be in this situation for too much longer. But while I'm here, I've set these goals to get this accomplished so that when I leave, I don't, I can leave with something. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So Jocelyn, sis, I do hope that this is helpful to you. Um, and I wish you all the best. I say that you go ahead and get Bay. Um, y'all go on the Red Lobster and have a discussion over some Cheddar Bay biscuits or something. Yeah, same. You know what I'm saying? Let's get some understanding around here. Let's get some understanding. Yeah, sing Escape to him. But yeah, <laughs> but um, hopefully this was helpful. We we hope this was helpful, and you got yeah, just have some communication, some communication, set some boundaries, and feel free to express yourself. But also make sure that you're going, like, make sure you have your 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 shit together when you go. Have your conversation together. Have your your solutions along with you know whatever your issues are, so that you guys can. Figure end up figuring it out, and you come with to some sort of common ground. If you just come like this is my gripe, then and you don't have anything to offer on how to fix it, you know, then there's then you guys can't. There won't be any middle ground there. So, hopefully that's helpful. I hope that's helpful to you. Me too. Same thing. But you, your feelings are totally valid. Yeah, we want you to know that. So absolutely. Oh, consent. Continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail dot com. Let's move on to these petty peeves, though. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey, honey. All right. It's time for the petty peeves. And um, my petty peeve this week is, I'm, it's probably kind of petty. And it's, I don't know if it's uh, New York related or, you know, whatever cities you may commonly take cabs in. But... For the ca- actual cab drivers, I don't want to hear your conversation on the phone with your family member the entire time we are writing about the baby showers and all of the plans. I understand that you're in the vehicle the majority of your day, but I have friends who drive cabs and you know what happens if we are on the phone and they get a phone call? They say, let me call you back after this ride. I had one time, um, I had my homeboy hit me and he was asking me some relationship stuff, advice and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, he went and picked up this dude and he was like, he, you know, we were deep in the middle of the conversation and he was like, "Um, do you mind? Because the dude had his headphones on. He said, do you mind if I, you know, take this phone call? continue to take this phone call or do you prefer that I hang up? And the dude was like, nah, nah, nah. I'm about to keep my headphones on, listen to my music, like do your thing. But I appreciated the fact listening from the other end that he asked his customer what they wanted. Whereas today I was riding in a cab uptown and this nigga talked to his relatives the entire, and it wasn't even just that. It was that he spoke loudly and a lot. Oh Lord. (laughs) So, you know, even when I was on the phone with my homeboy, he would ask me some questions and then I would talk to him for a bit. And then he was like, listen, and he would have, you know, he would engage and whatnot a little bit. But it was like, all right, I'm I, like, I'm calling to ask you something. I want you to take over this conversation, you know, but God damn, just have some courtesy. Nobody wants to hear you and Ramon and all of them have your conversations about, you know, your sister's cousin's baby shower this weekend and who's going to make the potato salad. Like That's this ride fair. costs sixty three dollars. Please. Anyway, what's your petty peeve this week? So, as you all know, I'm out here at this retreat center, um, and the staff here, um, 
you know, it's, it's a colorful bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a particular woman who runs the kitchen um, in, in the evening. So she runs the dinner shift. Um, and I noticed that this woman is really just insufferable. She's miserable. Like she is, she is, she is just filled with angst. And, um, (laughs) and I just, I, my, my petty peeve is if you work in service and you work, um, at a place that is, that serves, you know, certain populations. So in addition to us being here, there are summer camps that utilize the same property. Um, so there are children, young people um, coming in and out the kitchen. And if I come to you and ask you a question that's not unreasonable, like I'm asking you a question, like it's dinner time and you're in the kitchen, you prepared the dinner. I'm asking you a question about dinner. Like I don't need to be met with all of this heat. Right. So, um, pretty much, I, I just, I just, I don't I understand, you know, I just, this particular woman is a kind of person that treats you horribly until she finds out who you are. Oh no, I don't like that. My coworker, you know, she, we were in, there's the, we manage a reception for our attendees that happens after hours and requires us to get ice from the kitchen so that the beverages will be cold. So, you know, when you're on duty in the evening, part of your responsibilities is to get the ice from the kitchen for the reception. So we go in there to get the recept- the, the ice. We turn around, the lady turns around and sees us and she's like, what do you want? And I'm looking at her like mm. she got four heads because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I know you are. I, I'm trying to figure out who you're talking to. So my coworker goes and introduces herself and says who she is. And then her whole, you know, affect changes. Um, and we later found out that she thought that myself and my other coworker were kids or young people at the camp. And she thought that the person who introduced themselves was like our counselor or some whatever. So, uh, long story less long. It's like, sis, first of all, uh, no, (laughs) like you work in the service industry, you are the chef on duty and people are going to have questions for the kitchen. People are going to need things from out of the kitchen. We're supposed to be asking you things and it shouldn't, we shouldn't have to give you rank. We shouldn't have to identify ourselves as adults or professionals for you to treat people with common courtesy. Cause if I'm, if I'm a parent and I'm sending my child up here, I'm not sending my child up here for you to yell at them. I'm sending my child up here for you to feed them. So mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, my, my, I, after I done got her together, she want to be all pleasant. And I'm like, no, nah, keep that same energy you had when you asked me what I want. I shouldn't have to, you know, disarm you with my credentials. Like you should be pleasant and courteous to everybody that you meet, especially when you work in the service industry. And that's just, that's just all I got to say about that. It's really, it's just. I'm uncomfortable with people who see me in my black skin and assume that I I want trouble. <laughs> I shouldn't have to tell you that my name is Dr. Robinson for you to treat no, me politely. No, nice to me. That's not okay. Nope. But that's no. it. 
That's not why we worked so hard for this. For this, degree. and I just think that that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Because regardless, if if you whether or not I'm I'm Dr. Robinson or Kia or Kia's niece, your job yep. is to treat me like with respect. Because I didn't come in here yelling and screaming at you. All I did was stay. I came to the kitchen to get my needs met. Like, that's what I need. I need ice. You got the ice. Ain't no ice. Well, uh, ain't no ice nowhere else. You got the ice. And you know I'm coming. So why are you hollering? That's it. I fully, I fully agree with this message. You know what I'm saying? And while I have yelled at people, it's usually because they deserve it. But, um... Yeah, I think that's very valid, sis. And that is another episode of Getting Grown. Sure Thank you, right. you, ladies and gentlemen, and those in the non-binary for listening. Uh, we sincerely appreciate your consistent support of the show. Uh, continue to send all of your shout-outs and honesty box questions and all of that to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. And it's hot outside, but regardless, sis, tell them what they need to do. Don't forget to uh mind your business moisturize your skin and your edges especially in this sweltering weather and always mm. hydrate and drink your water sis? because your heels will crack if they're dry that's right and your elbows will too bye yes they will bye Oh, when I can't get off of my horse and I can't let go, mm. you are the one to make me feel so real. Ooh, what am I supposed to do when I'm so on you? Mm. And then realize that you're somebody else's guy. Hey, it's like it's like the it's like the most churchiest song about whole shit <laughs> ever in the history of whole shit. <laughs> Was that on the uh, soundtrack to um, Woman Thou Art Loose? No, girl. That's, that's, it's by, you're so stupid. What is Woman Thou Art Loose? You talking about the movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I thought the name has always cracked me up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you just... God, just stop being trash. <laughs> um.